Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of The Last Change Podcast. I'm Andrew. Ricky, how the hell are you? I'm wonderful. You sound wonderful. I am. Are you sure? No. Can't All stop right. coughing for like a month. Yeah. I feel like that's in my immediate future. Uh, we were both sick in the beginning of December, and now just this morning, the wife's not feeling too good, and she's sniffing and coughing. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Devils win, and... Two in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because one of my buddies texted me um, this morning about the game last night, and was like, how many heart attacks were you having during that game last night? I'm like, to be honest, none. Um, I found myself being way less excited when they tied the game and won. Because, like, it's just been, it's been extremely frustrating uh, watching this team almost lose to Columbus, um, almost lose to Detroit. And just my general thought has been, like, the the just doom scenario that is awaiting this team in January with that schedule, uh, which is rated the the hardest schedule in the NHL for the rest of the season. I just like, I don't, I don't know how to feel like, you know, I'm happy for Timo uh, four goals in three games. And, and it looks like he's slowly be, you know, getting back to, you know, tip top shape, happy for Mercer's playing very well, happy for, for Luke. Um, you know, VTech had a pretty good game. Uh, you know, we can, everybody can debate that the goal that put Columbus up three, two should have been a save, but it also shouldn't VTech shouldn't have been put in that situation by Siegenthaler. Other than that, I mean, he's looked pretty good. So there's some things to be happy about, but I just don't know, you know, these wins against Detroit and, uh, Columbus are great and everything, but when you get to January and you've got Vancouver one night, Tampa the next night, Florida the next night, um, and I just open in the schedule. And then yeah, I mean, part of part Boston. of the frustration too is not that I think we're even remotely close to as good as the Rangers, which is shocking to me. Told me that before the season, I'd call you crazy. But you see these teams come in and play us, and then they go play the Rangers, and we squeak out a you know. A victory and Rangers beat them five one. Rangers beat them six. Not like they are handling business the way we should be, and we're not. I agree. Um, so I usually try to be positive, and what I'm hanging my hat on, so to speak, you know, is the two one overtime win to Boston, the six five win over Vancouver, who was just atop the league uh, before the last couple days. Um, you know, I wonder if the Devils just play differently against opponents that, you know, are they playing down to teams that they should be better than and it's biting them in the ass and they'll surprise us when, when they play better teams. I, I hope so. Um, because, you know, let's also remember they beat a Columbus team last night without 
Wierenski for most of the game, and he's now going to be out for week to week, they said. Uh, Line A, Boone Jenner, um, Roslovic. So, <clears throat> yeah, Columbus is not a good team, but they were missing three or four very good players. So is that game still a win for us if those guys are playing? Probably not. Um, you know, and I said to you this morning, Jack Hughes in his last five games has three assists. I mean, the one for Luke's goal shouldn't, you know, nobody should get excited about it. It was the easiest assist of his career. And he's like, what, a minus six in the last five games? Yeah, something um, looks off. Yeah, yeah. I, I see, I saw a couple of tweets of people saying that he looks disinterested. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think he's frustrated and things aren't really bouncing his way. I mean, he's still getting chances, but he's just not the dominant player he was all last year in the beginning of this season. Um, but, I mean, if they can get that line going uh, to Foley, Bratton, Hughes, then, you know, along with this new third line that they seem to have here of uh, Meyer, McLeod, and, and Mercer, you know, then then the team's going to be in good shape. But like we've been saying, all right, if this guy steps up, I mean, I mean Toffoli's got, what, one goal in his last five games now? Um, I think so. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, one goal in his last five, two goals in his last six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, two goals in his last 12 games. So, you know, he's not playing well either. But I don't know. I just, I hate to be a downer, man. I just wasn't really excited about that win last night. It's nice. I mean, it was an exciting win, obviously, just the way they came back. And, you know, as soon as they scored with, what, four minutes left, I'm like, well, that's game over. That's uh, what I for thought, them yeah. to For them to come back and, and tie it in that fashion and, and win in overtime, especially Timo. I've watched the replay a few times today from different <clears throat> outlets I've seen come across. And I know it sounds weird, but just after Timo scored that, like, smile on his face and like the sigh of relief almost just like felt really good for me just someone who's been rooting for him and versus you know you have to and other people have but people that are always oh, worst contract in the nhl it's, it was like 10 game like a 10 game stretch like you know he's got 15 points in 26 games so like let's not you know jump off a bridge i mean relax well that's what i always try to get people to to realize you know when you're going on twitter to to yell and scream about things like you just have to have a little bit of perspective um you know and and it got to where lindy ruff had to actually say that he's still working through an injury and trying to come back from that and it's like you and i see it uh, and all the people that we talk to that we consider reasonable see it the guy's working working through some stuff he's skating at half speed um, guy's trying the best he can. It's not like he's just floating out there and, and doesn't give a shit. All right. And he was also playing on lines with guys that like a line that just wasn't working. Yeah. <clears throat> Partial part of that's his fault, but, but Mercer wasn't playing well either. Um, he seems to have gotten it together a little bit, which is good. And I, you know, I, you know, I'll get into this cause I wanted to get into it. The common denominator from, Basically, any line that gets going is putting Michael McLeod in the middle. And, yep. you know, uh, our our friend Moro Jorg fan brought it up today in a series of tweets. <clears throat> but um, the question was asked, what has Lazar done in the past two months to justify force-feeding him into the top six every night? 
When his best play this year that prompted the initial line promotion came with him in the bottom six. So Moro Jorg's response to that was because Lindy has turned Nico into a checking line center and McLeod is now the de facto second center. Um, and he tweeted examples uh, <clears throat> against Detroit. Even strength time, Nico had 14 minutes, McLeod had 16. Against Edmonton, Nico had 15 even strength, McLeod's 16 and a half. <clears throat> And while that, while all that is true and and accurate, um, I don't know that it's. Uh, let's see. Last night, Nico had twelve forty six even strength. McLeod had fourteen sixteen even strength. So, while that's true, it's not because he's McLeod's just playing better than Nico. It's just yeah. it just is what it is. I mean, he's he's drive every line he's on. He's driving offense. You put him on Timo's line, magically Timo gets going. You put him with, you know, any any line you've put him on. You've put him on a fourth line with Holtz. All of a sudden, Holtz starts going. Well, McLeod's got the <clears throat> ability to take the puck from end to end, and you know he doesn't have that finishing ability that our top end guys have. But I mean, how many times have you seen him? you know, skate into the offensive zone and end up with the puck uh, behind the goal line. And you need that as a center because then you've got your wingers back waiting for passes. And it, I mean, yeah, and I was going to say, I don't agree with any of that. Um, McLeod's earned his ice time. And and let's not forget a couple of weeks ago, Palat, Heischer, and, uh, and, and Brat was the best line on the team and was, and was getting the ice time it deserved. It's just guys are go. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm just cut you off. I don't think Nico's playing poorly. I just think McLeod's playing really well, and you gotta I, just yeah. you gotta get if it's working, you gotta go with it. I agree, and and you know what, that line, Palat hasn't you know wasn't scoring at that time. That line was together. He's got a couple goals in the last five or so games, I think. Without, I'm not going to keep looking it up every time I mention a player, <laughs> but um, you know, Brat went through a stretch of not scoring a lot. So, I mean, as Lindy Ruff does, he moves the lines around and tries to find find out who's going, and that's just how it works. I mean, uh, Jack Hughes's ice time has dwindled a little bit, and it's not what he what he's used to, and it's because he's not earning it. You know, when you put Michael McLeod on the ice, you know that the team's not really going to give up goals. He's going to win a ton of faceoffs, even though he lost a couple of important ones last night. But, um, and and I just don't like. I, I have so many things that are just <clears throat> frustrating the hell out of me lately with with how our fans talk about things on Twitter, and I know that's what to, what you're you should expect scrolling through Twitter, but like freaking out over lines in practice, especially because Lazar was on the second line in practice today, and the lines were jumbled because Palat took a maintenance day, so guys had to move around. Like, I guarantee you, that's not the lineup tomorrow night in Ottawa. But like, why? F- I don't know. I don't know why why people would freak the fuck out over what the lines are in practice. You well, know? I mean, let's be honest here. The way that the way the team's constructed right now, it's not. We're not winning a Stanley Cup with the roster the way it is right now. From defense to goaltending to offensive depth, you know, it's just not a. It's not a Stanley Cup team right now. That doesn't mean it won't be. 
that doesn't mean you know you get basically ten million dollars in cap space with um, no second and Dougie. That's enough to bring in a goalie, a defenseman, and even a, a depth forward. Like they can make that work. <clears throat> I don't know who they're going to get or what they're trying for. Um, but you know, freaking out over lines in December, January is is pointless. Uh, especially like you said, if somebody's out, you know, taking a maintenance day, the lines are jumbled. It doesn't make a difference. I'm sure Tierney was in the line. That doesn't mean he's playing. Exactly. Um, Brendan Smith cannot be in the lineup. He's fucking awful. That fourth line was just an abomination last night too. Well, that kind of Bastion's fucking terrible too. That kind of just makes me think of that's where, you know, when, when Meyer and, uh, what was it? Holtz and, um, Mercer, we're together. I felt like that's kind of the line of guys we don't have any other spots for. Um, you know, I, I think you know Tierney's not better than Smith at any position, and Halla lost his spot um, just because of how the lines were. So it's just, I'm not going to say that I, I agree that we don't have the roster. I just think. Because let's remember, dude, when we were looking at the preseason lines, we we had the deepest forward group in the league. Like I don't, and I don't think that it was even that debatable. Um, it just so happens that like through injuries and through guys just not clicking with other guys on lines, or you know somebody scoring, somebody else is not scoring. That other guy starts scoring, then the you know, one guy stops scoring, like nobody's consistent and, and they can't find lines that stick. So I think that's the biggest problem. It, it seems to be a chemistry thing. Um, but we, in order to win, the devils are the type of team that need to be able to roll four lines. And we absolutely cannot do that right now. That fourth line, you saw the, the goal they gave up last night, the, the first goal, they just were fucking caved in. And who could possibly have seen that coming like that? You can't listen. If you're, if your bottom four consists of a defenseman, if your bottom fourth line consists of a defenseman because you don't have anyone else to play in that spot that's competent, that's not a Stanley Cup roster. It's just not. They need, I don't know why they won't bring anyone up. If they're not going to bring anyone up and Nosek is dead, they got to bring in someone who can give them something on that fourth line. I personally would love to see Lazar come in onto the fourth line, put Lazar, Paula, and... Put someone else on the left wing. Bring somebody up. I don't give a shit who. Bastion fucking is a net negative no matter what he does. He stinks. He gives them nothing. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the fourth line should be... Um, well, to be honest with you, I mean, McLeod is playing himself into the top nine, but uh, in an ideal scenario, I think the fourth line is going to be someone you acquire on the left wing with McLeod and, and Lazar. And I'm with McLeod staying in the top top six, top nine, but and you could put Halla on that fourth line center. You know, like I said, just because it's a fourth line, they have to roll four lines. Does yeah. not matter what number fucking line it is, they need to be able to roll four lines. Otherwise, they're not going to be successful. And I think a line Lazar has been really good at points this year. If you put Lazar on a line with Halla and you put someone else on that line that is actually useful, it, I, I, you know what? Put Holtz there. I don't care. Put Holtz on, on one of the wings. Like They need someone with a little bit of skill on that line. Brendan Smith ain't it. Nathan Bastion's not it. 
I agree. I mean, um, we've proven over and over again, Nathan Bastion is just not a good hockey player. I don't care what anybody tells me. He's just not. Yeah, he had a good stretch last year, but that was it for him, really. Um, but I mean, like, how many times have we gotten excited about a player um, and then they just disappear? Like, you know, so we're talking about Holtz a lot. I mean, Holtz now, here I am back on the website, has zero points in five games. At least he's noticeable. He's getting chances. He had a, a bunch of chances last night, more than some other guys on the team. At least he's on the ice making things happen. Well, sure, they're I, not going but, in, but he's getting shots. But They'll I go just in eventually. Need people do yourselves a favor. I look at this. I look at this website all day when we're talking about the Devils. When you go on the Devils website, look at an in, at the stats, click on a player's name, and you can look at game logs and look at the time on ice. Believe it or not. You know, our coach is not lying when he says, even though I still I still want the guy fired, he's not lying when he says he rewards players who deserve the ice time. Back when Holtz was scoring every other night and was playing well, his ice time was uh, 17, 15, 13, 14, 15, 18, 13, 12, 13 minutes. The last five games, 11, 7, 7, 9, 10. You have to go. He has to go out there and put up a couple points. Alexander Holtz is not going to be the fourth line light, right wing, and if he's going to be on the third line, he's got to score once in a while. So, you know, he's not deserving the ice time, and it's just like Timo starts to contribute again. So now Holtz stops contributing, and that's the thing that's been frustrating for me is that like we can't get all these guys going at the same time, and it's it's frustrating. Like I don't know what it is, and maybe it's line combinations and. You know, when you find a good combo for somebody, then somebody else suffers. Um, you know, because Hall is not scoring either. And now he's down as a fourth-line center. He's got no goals in the last five games. He's got one goal in the last nine, two in the last ten. Like, you know? And, and the thing that we haven't mentioned yet is what the hell happened to the power play? Um, I forget who. I was listening to the postgame last night, and I think it was Salvador was talking about this where once once they lost Dougie, right? <laughs> Teams don't have to respect he was the only person who could really shoot it. I think personally, I would like to see them put um Miller on the on the power play. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a cannon. Nice shot. He's got a yep. fucking cannon. Put him on the power play up top and let him fire away. If you're not gonna put him there, put Nemitz there. But They've gotten too cute, and it's always looking for cross eyes. That's all they do. That's all they do. And teams don't have to respect the shot up top anymore. So they're just crowding the middle and daring them to shoot. <clears throat> um, I agree. Uh, Dougie had five goals, 11 assists before he got hurt. Four of his five goals were power play goals. Um, and two, three, four, ooh, five, six, seven, eight, eight of his eight of his 16 points were on the power play. So they're definitely missing that production. But, you know, how many games has he missed now? Like 11 or 12? Um, the talent that this team has on the power play, you're telling me that they can't adjust to that now in, in 12 games? I don't know. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Just yeah. too fancy. Nobody wants to shoot the puck. It's always cross-ice. Oh, I got an open shot. Let me try to pat, make one extra pass. And it's just not working. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, we've got a million problems with this team. And that's why, 
I can't get too excited about this win last night. Like you, I'm happy for Timo, but then after that, it's just, and Luke's goal is cool. But after that, I mean, this team can't score on the power play anymore. You know, our, our star players are not playing like star players. And all these guys that are supposed to be contributing in middle six roles like Palat and Halla and Holtz and um, Toffoli, and, and they're just not scoring. I, I don't know what, what's happening with them. I, I don't get it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Brendan Smith's got to go. I mean, I wonder if that's a move that, that they're going to make is, is try to bring in somebody to play on the fourth line wing. I don't know who's available. I don't know who I would even want there. Yeah, I'm literally sitting here scrolling through all these teams, and I haven't come across a good idea yet. Yeah, I mean, I would... obviously Henrik, but I don't know. He's making f- almost $6 million a year. You're going to put him on the fourth line? Yeah, he would be a th- third-line guy. Right. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, but like, even the names that I've let him be interested in, like uh, Brock McGinn, something like that, they suck. Like, they're not producing, so like, what would be the difference? Well, that's the tough part about the fourth line is you can't just bring up somebody from Utica, you know, because the fourth line to a lot of people is like the right field for a little league. That's where you throw your worst players um, yep. that are playing. But that's not really the case. You need fourth liners to play physical, to try to hem the other team in their zone and tire them out, to play def- defense, to, to play responsible defensively. And, and you can't just bring somebody up from Utica and say, you know, do, do that you know you need a, a veteran guy who's a big guy who can skate and who can hit and we and we don't have that and we sorely need it um well, i'm thinking of somebody hold on i'm pretty sure he's not huge but you're luke Laterno leblond <laughs> no rod pelly uh, no uh so detroit kind of sucks right now right you think they'd be interested in possibly selling off some players i don't think so not yet well who are you thinking on their team daniel sprung Daniel Sprong. He's a UFA at the end of the year. He's got nine goals, 13 assists, and 35 games this year. What's his uh, money two this million. year? Two million. No, that's, not, that's not bad. I love how we say Detroit sucks and they're two points behind <clears throat> us. Well, with everyone's played fucking 8,000 8, more games than us, too. Yeah, they've played two more than we have. Um, you know what's interesting? Speaking of like uh, all that stuff, we're only two points behind the Leafs. And... Um, we are one point, two points back of mm, three points, three points back of second in the division. And, you know, I watch Steve Dangle's videos a lot just on the side while I'm working. And he was freaking out over their loss to Ottawa and talking about changes need to be made and, and, and the core needs to be broke up, broken up and all this crap. And I go and, and we're two points behind the Leafs and they're 17, nine and six. So, you know, the playoffs to me, I'm not concerned about it because I still think teams like uh, the Islanders, Philly and, and the Capitals who are overreaching a little bit are going to are going to regress. But <laughs> I'm looking, <laughs> sorry, I'm looking at Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had a guy named Angus Crookshank on their team. Angus Crookshank. That's quite a name. Damn. That's uh, oh, he sounds like a private detective. That is quite a name. But I am looking at Dominic Kubalik. He's a UFA at the end of the year, making 2.5. He's got seven goals on the year. That's a good name. Um, Ottawa fucking stinks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Ottawa stinks. That's a good name to go after, Hanaga, uh, for like the fourth line. Um, 
Damn. I wonder seven. if they. I wonder if they'd be willing to sell. I mean, they probably would at the deadline. Tarasenko. Somebody, a Ranger fan, just told me he thinks that he's going to end up back on the Rangers at the deadline. Good for him. He didn't exactly help him last year, so. Yeah, he did okay. I mean, it really didn't help him in the playoffs, but. Uh, Which is where they need him. Yeah. I like how uh, I saw a couple people. Somebody posted the Red Wings record after acquiring uh, Patrick Kane. Sort of uh, to blame it on him, but he's actually been really good he's for them. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Detroit just uh, two and eight in their last ten. Do you see? Um, I don't think it was Chicklets, but it's uh, I don't know whatever show they do. They do another show with uh, Game Notes. No. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Un momento, por favor. See. Si. Muy bien. Maybe it was game notes. Yeah, I guess it was game notes. Sabado Gigante. Um, I don't know who the guy is, but he said that he said uh, Elias Peterson Peterson is interested in going to Chicago next year to play with Eli- Elias Peterson. Yeah. Is he a is he a UFA RFA RFA? Huh. I'm sure that that's uh, legitimate information. I don't know. I don't know the guy, so I couldn't tell you, but... It's Merle's? I believe it was, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. Uh, I don't know any of these people, so... I know... What's his name? Uh, Colby Armstrong. Colby Armstrong? Yeah. yeah. Um, and his nose... Fucking but... legs. I was just going to say his triangle <laughs> nose. That's the only fucking thing I know about him. <laughs> I have a hard time listening to the checklets. It's, ex- it's, it's entertaining, but those episodes are like four hours long. Um, it's just too much. And it's going through. Like, is there any other fucking players? What about like a Sean Monahan? I know he wants Montreal wants to get rid of him. He's making six mil, I think. No, he's making like nothing. Really? One one point nine eight. Who was making six mil? Maybe he was before this. Well, he's got nine goals, eleven assists this year. Hey now. He's cross eyed and he's six two two ten oh two oh two. Damn. Maybe we maybe we finally do the Josh Anderson trade. No, I just looked at his contract. No, oh, no, 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 no. Not no. only is his contract bad, look at his stats. Uh, my, my man has five goals in thirty three games, and he's a minus eight. Well, but yeah, the Habs are going to want Simone Nemitz for him. So that's true. Or Habs fans are going to want. It's like the, the fucking Ducks fan that was telling me that, or I think it was actually a Devils fan who was telling me that in order to get Gibson, we're going to have to trade Hughes, Nemitz, Holtz, and a first-round pick. I'm like, buddy, you are like higher than a giraffe's dick. I mean, you need to calm the fuck down. Luke, Nemitz, Holtz, and a first? Yeah, for, for Gibson, right. That's like a trade to get Leon Dreisaitl. Like To get fucking Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Uh, uh, for thirty year old girl, thirty year old goal, you know. Bryce Gibson, it's it's I, I you know what? I'm not even gonna speculate because nobody knows. The entire league seems to be looking for a goalie and I have the inside info. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> um for anybody listening, me and Andrew were bored yesterday and we decided to fuck around on Twitter, so I have no sources. I just well, I decided <laughs> to fuck around and, sure. then, I and then Andrew kinda come up with a tweet, so I decided I'd take the brunt of it. 
Yeah, I believe my words were, um, I got nothing, and I also don't want to deal with the responses that this is going to get, so have fun. <laughs> and you did. Um, it wasn't fun, but it was. No, I know you got some Nashville fans yelling at you. No, I just muted him. I fucking blocked him immediately. I don't care. <laughs> Insta-block. Um, yeah. I don't know why this whole thing of people want Jake Allen. He's not playing very well. He hasn't been um, playing well since 2021. He's got a 3-4-3 goals against average. He was a 3-5-5 last year, a 3-3-0 the year before. <laughs> yeah. I um somebody said Primo today maybe too. I don't know. If that is an upgrade, I doubt it. Yeah. I don't think that's real a trustworthy upgrade to what we have now. I don't know. I wonder if that's just a reaction to VTech seemingly getting his shit together and um and uh just needing a veteran backup. I don't know. I, I think like I think we said it yesterday or today, maybe it was yesterday. I think the obvious plan is they're gonna run VTech out, they're gonna give Dawes a start every couple games. You hope Dawes plays well. You hope VTech continues to play well. If either begin to play like shit, they're going to have to go trade for a goalie. And my guess is it'll be like Jake Allen or something. It's not going to be Gibson, and it's not going to be Soros. I would like Gibson and Soros. I would, but I think other there's so many other teams that need goaltending also. Um, I think Toronto clearing all that cap space with the LTIR, I think they're a legitimate contender for Gibson or Soros. I saw... Fuckland was saying that Edmonton was talking to uh, Nashville. He has E4, which means it's never happening. So, I don't know. I just There's a lot of teams that need goaltending. It's not just us, unfortunately. That's what I mean. The entire league needs goaltending, so that drives the price up of Gibson. Um, and I think Anaheim's also going to want a goalie back to replace him. Which, Vitek, okay. But now, see, this is the thing. Like, VTech looked like last year's VTech almost um, in the last couple weeks. So, you know, Schmidt is the guy that's. Um, Sucks. That's looking, yeah, yeah, I was trying not to say that. But yeah, you know what? Well, there's no other way to put it. He's been fucking ass. For anybody freaking out about the moves they just made, let's remember that this was the plan all along. Like, this is why they acquired Kincaid and Shelgren and, um, you know, but those guys got hurt. Dawes got hurt. The plan seemed to be, which we were confused about, but now we kind of get it, was for Schmid, or Schmid to play in Utica every night and just get a ton of games and settle down. And... I don't know. I don't know because... Dawes has been hurt, and they knew he was having surgery. So over the offseason, they knew he was going to be out till December. So I don't know what the backup plan... I don't know what the plan was. That's what they said, and I th my guess is Fitch tried to acquire a goalie. Maybe it wasn't a starter, like a top-line goalie, but he was probably, probably trying to find somebody to take Schmidt's place so Schmidt could stay in the AHL. I think he was trying to get Hellebuck. <laughs> and I think what happened was is Hellebuck wasn't as available as... Um, as everybody thought, and as evident by him re-signing in Winnipeg. I mean, we all assume that everybody wants out of Winnipeg, everybody wants out of Calgary, but, you know, 
that must not be the case then if you've you know if you resign long term yep. um so like i said yeah. he maybe he wasn't available uh as we thought it sounds it everything you read it sounds like soros is available but not available like they're not shopping him but if the right deal came along they'd move him I just don't um, know what the deal is. Like, we don't, the problem, our, I think our, our big problem is we don't have any draft picks. Um, we don't have a first round pick we can trade. Next year's, I guess. I mean, we could trade next year's. I mean, honest, no joke. I would do next year's and the year after's first round picks. I don't care. Because if you're, if the Devils are good or they win the cup or they go to the playoffs, that's going to be a low pick anyway. So it's might as well be a second round pick. So who really cares? And we've proven we're actually probably better at drafting rounds two through six than we are drafting in the first round. I wonder if people just think Soros is available because you have a team who is on the the backside of their uh, of their window, and then you have a star goalie sort of in his prime years, um, and people just want a move to happen. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. But I think enough peop- reputable people have said the same thing where that they're not shopping him, but if the right deal came along, they might move him. I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I think there's some truth to that. I don't think they're actively looking to move him, but I think if somebody blew them away, they would make that trade. Because hmm. you already have Lankin in. They have Askarov. I don't think they have real realistic hopes of like winning a cup or going deep in the playoffs this year. Um, I think Lankinen's good. I mean, apparently his numbers are pretty damn good this year. Um, so, I mean, it's 900, 900 save percentage. Um, could they do worse than him and Askarov? Probably. I mean, they probably want to hand the reins off to Askarov at some point anyway. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not getting more time. Um, well, I mean, look at look at um, Calgary. They they've had this kid down in what's his name, uh, Wolf? Dustin Wolf. Yeah, he, Dustin I Wolf, mean, they've yeah. had him down in fucking. Here, I'll tell you right now. He's been in the AHL for. I can't even tell you how long at this point. Like a couple seasons. And he's considered. Um, and he's great down there. Yeah, he's considered a, a higher. Somebody just uh, released a list of like the top ten goalie prospects, and he was ranked above Askarov. Listen, also last interest- year, last year he was forty-two and ten with a nine thirty-two save percentage and a two hundred nine goals against average in, in the AHL. Also interesting, the five of the ten top goalie prospects are Russian. Russian. I, yeah. I don't know what the hell turned that country into a, a goalie factory. Listen, I, I don't know who said it. Maybe it was Casey. Somebody said it on Twitter. I, if I'm the Devils, every single draft, I'm taking a Russian goalie. I don't care what round it is. You take one, and you hope for the best. Do you agree with, with Casey? We should have him on here talk about it. I don't. Maybe it wasn't him. Oh, you know who it was? It wasn't him. It's someone who <laughs> no, I now you know it wasn't him. Okay. It's, some, it's someone who I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to give their name fucking breath on the air here. Um, yeah, we haven't really been looking for guests lately. Uh, we did have one lined up for today, but I fucked up the timing. <laughs> Um, at a boy, whatever. 
got some stuff. Got some. I just saw. Your, I, just saw, I, your I saw your text. Yeah, yeah fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> I uh, got a lot of crap rolling around in my brain. You know what else I did? I, I just told uh, the guest that we were supposed to have today. And I said, let's shoot for next Thursday. What do you have w- planned for next Thursday? Oh, I'm going down the shore to babysit my sister's kid. <laughs> you could do a remote. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out because let's be real. Me babysitting? No, Jamie's babysitting. I'm going to sit there and stare at them. So I, I, I think I can do a remote podcast from Tom's River. But I need a... I need a, I need a manager. <laughs> I, I'm not paying. Can't afford to pay it. Uh, I'll pay in pork chops. But clearly, I can't keep a hold of my own schedule right now. Um, but anyway, so God, I wish Blake Coleman wasn't making so much money for so many more years. I want him and Igor back. He'd be, he'd be such a good fit on that fourth line. Yeah. Well, let's look forward to what's coming up this weekend. We've got. At Ottawa tomorrow, Friday. At Boston, Saturday. So conventional wisdom says a win tomorrow and a a loss Saturday. So what do you think is going to happen? I think think they have to fucking beat Ottawa, right? You know what? I think they win both. You think so? Yeah. I don't think Boston's that good. They're they're coming back down and... It's funny seeing all their fans bitching about their lack of center center depth and all this. And, you know, um, two months ago, they were talking about how the Pavel Zaka trade was the best trade in the history of the NHL. Now, all of a sudden, it's not. Well, Hall's not welcome. Doing, Hall's welcome not to the shit either. Yeah, but neither <laughs> is Zaka. So welcome to the fucking Zaka experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've only won four of their last 10. Um the Panthers, six of their last 10. The Rangers, six of their last 10. So, I mean, some of these good teams are slowing down a little bit. Colorado, five of their last 10. Dallas, six of their last 10. Vegas, five and five in their last... Uh, Vegas has lost four in a row. So, I mean, the one thing that's helping me sleep at night, thinking about how stressful and upsetting the first third of the season has been, and we're almost at the halfway point at this point, is that I just look at how the Rangers are doing... And how far ahead of them we were last year. And I just think it's a role reversal thing. Like, to me, it feels like the Rangers have this division locked up. And I have no shame in saying that. That's fine. Um, but I think I think the Devils have just as good a shot at second place in the, in the division as any other team. And why not? You know, I mean, I think the Devils are in a playoff spot right now. Uh, if you go by win percentage, um, yeah, I mean, the Islanders, Islanders can't keep this up. I mean, they're they're fucking negative eleven goal differential, and they they are they just keep losing in overtime, getting loser points. I mean, this is not going to continue. No, I agree. I think the Islanders, the Flyers, and uh, the Capitals are gonna um, yeah regress. So, mm-hmm. And you agree. You know, and when you start to think about that and then think about the fact that the Devils are just not playing, have not played to their potential at all this season. So I think one game this year where we were like, that's the team we were hoping to see. Fuck, I don't know. I'd have to look. But yeah, I'm just, you're getting to the point in the season where you're like, 
where you juggle between they have time to turn it around or they have time to heat up or on the other hand that's what this team is this year and i really don't know where we're at yet um i'm just looking through the schedule and and the results and i i think no i mean i mean even the 5-2 game against the canadians in october like I just don't feel like it was like a blowout. Like I think they scored an empty, like an empty netter or two in that game. Yeah, I'll just go through their wins. I mean, four three, five two, five yeah, four, four three. Then you get to November, five three, four two. Uh, All right, the five, Sabers game, the seven two win over the Sabers in November. See, and you know what though? As soon as you say that game, the thing that sticks out in my mind is that VTech actually did not play very well and only let up two because the Devils wouldn't let the Sabers have the puck. So and and Nico died. Yeah, Nico died that game. Um, a bit then five four, uh, going into December. Then you got six five two one four two two one. The six three game over Columbus was was good. Um, yeah. but three two four three. So no, they're not beating anybody like they did last year. Um, <clears throat> but we know that. I mean, even in the games they win, they're not looking dominant like they were last year right yeah um, it's the, the defense is an issue i mean siegenthal are just not good no he's just not good no he had a rough game last night and not good he's had um, a rough year and a half he's been bad since like beginning middle of last season he's been real bad i'm just looking at last year now i mean when the devils <laughs> turned it on um with that 6-2 win against detroit in october and then one uh one nothing, seven to one, five two, and then those two games in Western Canada, uh the Oilers and Calgary, which everybody said define the entire season, you know, and then coming home and winning a couple more games, five one in Montreal, three two overtime, huge win in Toronto, five one win in Ottawa, five two win at home against uh the Oilers. And then even after that bullshit Thanksgiving Eve game, uh against Toronto. They came back and won 3-1 against Buffalo, 5-1 against the Caps, 5-3 against the Rangers. So, yeah, they're, they are so far off from last year's team and, I mean, there's a, a 20 different things we could say is wrong with them right now and they're... Thankfully, though, nobody's really running away with anything and they have a lot of time to figure this shit out, but... Um, yeah, I just see Lindy went off a little bit today in practice. Mm-hmm. He's right. Attack the net. I don't want to agree with him, but he's right. There, it's too much perimeter shit. A lot of way too much perimeter pass, pass, pass. Nobody's going to the front of the net. You've noticed the goals we scored. A lot of them are from in front of the net. It's not a lot. Not a lot of perimeter stuff, and that's where these guys insist on going. You know, I think Ruff said after the game or maybe yesterday practice that there's going to be some changes on the power play unit. I would love to see him get Timo on the top line, get him on that off wing, let him go to the net. You know do something different because this is not worth You can't just have this constant pass across the. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be very excited if Timo gets back to a hundred percent and then they insert him into the top power play and the top six. Um, I think his presence is missed in, in those lines and in the power play. Um, and he's I think slow. if they get him back a hundred percent, you put him with Nico. Um, I don't know who you put on the right wing, honestly. Mercer or Holtz, whatever. But I think those two have chemistry. I think it hasn't looked good at times because Meyer's been hurt or Nico's been hurt. But I think 
you give them a couple games instead of changing the lines constantly. Give them a couple get, games. Yeah, if they can get back to <clears throat> the preseason <throat> lines, you know, so you get to fully Jack and and Brat and um, you know Meyer, Heischer, and Holzer, Mercer, and then Palat, Halla, Holzer, Mercer, and then whatever you do with the fourth line or mix around, you know, McLeod and Hall or whatever, then, you know, that'd be nice. But, and, and again, I always say I, I am not a fan of Lindy Ruff anymore. And I think I, I've gone over to the side where I think he needs to be fired, but I can also recognize that a lot of this is on the players. Um, you know, and you just go back and forth, but then maybe the players just tuned him out and they're not listening to what he's selling. And, we really don't know what's going on in that locker room. Yeah, one I don't know that the Devils have anyone in the organization that would take over for him right now. Um Did or even at the end of the season. I don't I just I don't know. I think there were I don't know. The name the guy that and this is very premature, but there's a lot of talk that Mike Sullivan might be out at, in Pittsburgh at the end of the year. I'd take him in a heartbeat. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, I don't really care. I mean, say I don't know what kind of coach he is. I don't know if he's a players' coach, if he's a hard ass. You know, that this team seems to need somebody that's like in the middle. Um, I just think they need a different voice. Period. Yeah, it could happen in the offseason where, you know, our prediction of Lindy getting a front office job yep. and a, a new guy. I don't think that happens if you can uh, Lindy Ruff in the middle of the season. Nope. So maybe that's what they're waiting for. I just don't. I don't. Unless they lose like 10 games in a row, I don't see any any way he's getting fired. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like this team has shown some flashes of last year's team and that 7-2 win against Buffalo is, is like that. They just they just need to the biggest thing for me is the first periods, you know? Like Crazy. they yeah, they look good in in the first couple of minutes last night and then they couldn't convert and then all of a sudden Columbus scores. And then you're back to the same old shit. But like last year this team was jumping on everybody and surprising everybody and dominating the first period and they we I just don't think I've seen that once this year. Nope. Zero. Yeah. And even if they do play well in the first, then the second period is like a reverse to the first period. They come out flat as shit. Yeah, well, that Edmonton game is a good example. Terrible first. Uh, great second. <laughs> terrible third. Yep. Can't put consistent periods of hockey together. Nope. But, um, I don't know. You doing anything for New Year's, pal? Going over a friend's house. That's it. Exciting. Very exciting. Sounds very exciting. Are you going down the shore? Possibly. Possibly. I, we used to go to uh, this place in Lavalette called the Crab's Claw. Uh, you know, and we would just go with my sister and her husband and, and just have dinner there and hang out until midnight and then leave. But with my sister just having a kid kids is like eight weeks old obviously we're not going out now so i'm not sure might just stay home um i've always hated new year's eve i'm just not a I despise it 
Yeah. I fucking hate it, and I hate going places, and the only reason we're going is because it's our good friends, and they live literally up the block, and it's just us and them. And they have a this son my daughter's age. They're like best friends, so everyone will be happy. Yeah, I'm just not into the whole staying up until the ball drops kind of thing. Oh, I'm not somebody, doing that. I'm not doing that. Yeah, if somebody wants to go out to dinner, and then I'll be home by nine. <laughs> Are you doing that shit? No chance I'm staying awake. I don't even try. You know, years ago when they had Pitbull, like New Year's Eve, I used to stay up and watch that because it was the most hilarious shit show on television. People falling down. It was every year was so funny. It was just a disaster. But now they don't have it anymore. So now it's not worth it. It's Stan Pitbull. I hate him. It's it was just hilariously bad. That's the only reason I'd watch it. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. 305. Um Yeah. Nothing good to watch either. Um I did just watch a movie I told you about earlier on Hulu called Infinity Pool. Mm-hmm. Has a really, really good premise. And they kinda the movie gets really wacky in the second half. But I'll tell you about it. So I'll tell you what happened. But like, so I've never heard of this before. So oh, before you tell me, is it worth watching? Yes, I think so. I'll so. Just watch, I have nothing to do tonight. I'll just watch it. Don't tell me about it. Okay. <laughs> the next, uh, next pod, you'll give me a review. Yes. Did yeah, you watch d- Leave the World Behind on Netflix? I watched the first 30 minutes of it, and it got mm-hmm. to the point where the people that own the house came back mm-hmm. and stayed one night there, and they're still like feeling each other out, and they're... And it's up. It's obvious that the the one dude who owns the house is up to something, and he knows more than he's letting on. But then I, I stop watching it. But I, I got to. All right. It back so, up. Uh, well, I'm going to save you because I'm a good friend. So anyone else who's watching, listening to us, and hasn't finished it or plans on watching it, fucking mute. You know, mute us. So Renee watched it when it first came out, and she's been telling me I have to watch it. I have to watch it. I have to watch it. So the other day I was like, fine, I'll watch it. Annabelle actually watched it with me. So we got through everything you said. And we're watching the movie and Renee happened to come upstairs and she's like, you guys done yet? I'm like, no. So she's like, well, how much time's left? So I I checked and it was like 12 minutes left. So there's, you know, the the daughter's like missing, missing ish, but like they show her. So like, she's not missing, but she's missing. If that makes sense. Like, they show her separately from the other people. So you know she's not dead or anything, but she's yeah. like not with him. And she's at like a, another house, basically. And the neighbor's house, I guess. And long story short, she turns on the TV and puts on like an episode. She finds like DVDs and she puts on an episode of Friends and like the Friends theme song starts playing and then the movie just ends. What? Yeah. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Renee's like, I told you. She's like, I needed you to suffer through this just like I did. I don't fucking understand. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, there was 12 minutes left. I'm like, nah, there's got to be like after credits. So I'm like fast forwarding through the credit. Nope, nothing. Movie just fucking ends. Well, that makes no sense. I was so angry. Because <laughs> the movie was like decent and I would have liked there to be some sort of payoff. Nope. Well, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So well, like Renee, think... Renee said she Googled it, and she said the actors like to think that um, 
everyone was heading there anyway, so they all got together there. I'm like, so why couldn't they just film that? Did they run out of money? All right, so I think you'll like Infinity Pool then, because there's a definitive storyline. It's easy to follow, even though it is very unique, and there's a definitive ending. So, all right, I'm, I'm excited then to hear your review of it. Uh, and I'm not trying to say the movie's good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Also well, since we're, since we're talking movies... By the way, there's also a lot of boobies in it. All right, cool. I like it. Now I'm definitely in. <laughs> um, over the past week or so, I've watched a bunch of movies. Same season. Uh Thanksgiving. Two thumbs up. Just a good old-fashioned Eli Roth slasher movie for no apparent reason, but he's just murdering everybody violently. I liked it. Very enjoyable. Okay. Um... There's something in the barn. Gilfoyle from uh, Silicon Valley is a father, and he inherits a farm in Norway. Norway, and you know there ends up being something in the barn. Just... Oh, I wanted to watch that, but uh, you got to pay for it. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I won't spoil it. It was enjoyable. It was worth a watch. I'll be streaming eventually. Yeah, it was worth a watch. Um, let's see what else I watched. Rebel Moon. Her terrible uh, things. So I started watching it, right? And the first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm like, wow, this really feels like a Star Wars movie. So I Googled it. So apparently Zack Snyder pitched it to Disney as a Star Wars movie, and they said no. So he just went ahead and made it a not Star Wars movie. Oh. But it's a fucking Star Wars movie. Like, there's even... Uh, the lady at the end has a fucking lightsaber. Like, it's a fucking Star Wars movie. There's even... You know, all the alien-looking people. It was literally a fucking Star Wars movie. Hmm. It was okay. Like, I'm not looking forward to part two, but I feel like I have to watch it because I watched part one. Um, So it was all right. Uh, And then Killers of the Flower Moon. I know this is unpopular because everyone loved the movie. It was so fucking boring. Really long, right? Dude, it was... Fucking three hours and 28 minutes, and it's just so tedious. It's, I get it, it's an important story because all the Native Americans that were murdered, and like, it's it's a terrible story. I personally am not a, look at the cinematography, look at the blah, blah, I don't care. Just give me an entertaining movie, especially when it's three hours and 28 minutes long. I watched this in 10 different sittings. Like I would watch it at like 45 minutes at a time. The last hour ish was interesting and more engaging and was better. If the other two and a half hours of it were that I would have really enjoyed it, but I, it was fucking brutal. I just don't think people have the attention span to appreciate those movies anymore. You know, I feel like, um, I think a lot of people are watching movies the way I do, where I have it on my iPad on my desk, like while I'm working, right. instead of you know like on a couch, big TV, lights off, like yeah, devoting think, a whole three hours. I to I think it. people see the name Martin Scorsese and immediately say it has to be an amazing movie, even if it's not. Um, I, DiCaprio was really good. De Niro was really good. Um, all the Native American actors were really good. Like the acting was really good. It's just the fucking movie took forever and it was so tedious. And I almost everyone that I've talked to loved it. And I'm I'm maybe one or two people agreed with me. I'm sorry. I just it was fucking boring. 
What have I seen in the last couple of weeks? I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I have Saltburn so, ready to go, and I don't know if I want to watch it or not. I've uh, I've heard some things. Yeah, that... I have too. <laughs> Some people say it's good. Some people said it was stupid. And then somebody said something about a um, a bathtub scene. Yeah, I heard. I don't know anything about it, but. I don't either. I don't know if I'll I want to watch it or not. I'll give it a shot. I watched Barbie. Yeah, how was it? So here's the thing. It's not made for you. Honestly, I, I enjoyed it. So I think a lot of people went into Barbie looking for a social message. And if you're looking for it, you can find it. But if you don't have that expectation and you just want like a goofy movie about Barbies, I thought it was funny. And I thought like, what's that? My wife and daughter have been begging me to watch it. And I just, I just, it's not, I don't have anything against it. I just have no desire to watch it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I I think it's kind of funny. I I thought Ryan Gosling was hilarious. And a lot of, of guys, of course, watched that movie and thought that they, you know, the purpose of the movie was to make Ken look stupid and to make like, you know, a whole thing about um, feminism and uh, down with the the patriarchy and that kind of shit. But like, no, it, it was kind of an obvious message. Like, maybe that's what they were going for, but that's not really what I took from it. Ken was always like the sidekick when it comes to Barbie. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So like he was goofy and stupid and and. He and the other Kens tried to take over. I thought it was hilarious. So I was like, I'll watch it again. But like, I didn't go in and come out like outraged. Like a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm not watching that woke trash. I just feel like if that's what you think of everything you don't agree with is woke trash, then you're not going to like it. But it wasn't, it wasn't a waste of time. Um, for some reason I, I bought on Voodoo the new Mission Impossible movie and watched three minutes of it and mm-hmm. have not tried it again. I still haven't watched it. I want to watch it. Yes, that's where my attention span is. I watched um, Sound of Freedom, which was as horrifying as I expected it to be, but I, I wanted to watch that. Um, I, I heard a lot of really weird shit about that movie. Yeah. Um. This is now. This is how TikTok warps your mind nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people that made that movie are on one side of things. And, and all I saw on TikTok was people saying that they bought tickets to that movie and the theaters were completely empty. But like they were saying that there's their movie selling out everywhere and that it's like blowing the lid off of conspiracies. And um, I guess it's supposed to be based on a true story. You know, if you just take it for what it is that there's children being sex trafficked throughout the world, which is a hundred percent happening, absolutely. Um, it's it's pretty fucking terrible and it's horrifying, uh, especially as someone with an eleven year old daughter. Um, <clears throat> the other movie I watched that I don't know that many people have seen, um, Rumble Through the Dark, uh, Aaron no Eckhart, Aaron Ooh, Eckhart, I like him. Yeah. Um, Bella Thorne was. Really hot in this for some reason. I don't really think she's very hot, but she was really hot. Then. I don't think she's normally. I just don't think she's really that that hot. But she was really hot in this. How can you be um, hot for some reason? I because I don't think she normally is, but they <laughs> okay. did a good job in this movie. I'll tell you that much. All right. Um, he's like a bare knuckle fighter in the Mississippi Delta, and there's mob bosses, and it was interesting. It was worth a watch. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the best movie ever, but I think it was definitely good. And I like Aaron Eckhart, so anytime I see him in something, I automatically assume it's a decent movie. 
<clears throat> I watched uh, last week Running Scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember. 2006. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, yeah. but... No, you talked about it while we were playing video games. It It is... <clears throat> I don't even know if I could say it's terrible because I think in 2006 I would have loved it. But like watching it now, 17 years later, you know, understanding that it was made in a time where a lot of things were different. Um, holy shit, it is ridiculous. Like, you know, you've got the Italian mob, the Russian mob, a pimp for some reason. I don't know how much you remember about that movie. I remember. You get a white guy calling another white guy the N-word like eight times for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yep. There was no payoff for that. I'm like, why is this guy calling this other guy that? Everybody's white in this situation. I don't think there was a (laughs) black dude in the movie. (laughs) I I, I don't know. Um, But it was absolutely entertaining. It is trash, but it is, was entertaining. Um, that's good um yeah i had a a friend who was just giving me these movie suggestions and um all of them were terrible but like they were all terrible in a way that at least it was entertaining but not a good movie in any way imaginable there was another one i'm trying to remember oh called knock knock with um keanu reeves and anna de armas i've seen that yeah she she's like i know you like anna de armas and i'm like say less (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't that um, good of a movie no it was terrible <clears throat> wasn't great yeah um so the like, two recommendations i gave you today <clears throat> one of which i recommended to many people and everyone that's watched it was like that movie was fucked up i strongly recommend the perfection on netflix it's it's twisted it's i wouldn't say scary it's just a mind fuck basically um but it's good. It's really good. Um, and then Incantation on Netflix was, I think I've talked about it on here before. I had trouble sleeping for a good day or two after watching that. Okay. It's like, I don't know how to describe it other than the characters talking to you in the movie, I guess. While fucked up shit's happening. And then, I'm not going to spoil it. I can't, I can't even describe it to you without giving it away, so I just would love for you to watch it. All right, I will. Um, probably tomorrow. Probably watch it tomorrow while I'm working. Um, what else, what else, what else? I just saw it come across my Twitter. Uh, so another hint at what everybody knows, the Devil Stadium Series jersey is going to look like. They have a starter jacket. Um, so it's obvious now the jersey is going to be bright red with you know with black logo, no... No circle around it, black letters and numbers. The only thing I wasn't told when I was told about it like two months ago um, was what the arms and the shoulders are going to look like. So I don't know if it's a hint or not, but the starter jacket on the waist and the and the collar and I think the wrists have white. Um, so I don't know if that's pointing to anything. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see if, if we're going to go red, just do red and black. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna be seeing this thing in less than two weeks. Is my prediction based on what I've heard. Well, um, did you look? NJ Devil just tweeted something out like four minutes ago. I did with eyes in a in a red circle. So my guess is we're gonna see it relatively soon. Well, if it's now, then 
my prediction of less than two weeks is technically correct. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I was told early January, but um, hmm, interesting. Seven minutes ago, you're right. So I don't know. I'm I'm doing this game right, man. Uh, I'm with a group that we're getting a party bus, um, and like an all inclusive tailgate. And uh, you know what? I'm excited for the Jonas Brothers. Hopefully like I don't. Fucking, hopefully the team won't be out of the fucking playoffs by then. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I'm not a Jonas Brothers fan. My wife is. My my younger sister used to eat dinner uh, on a Jonas Brothers plate every night growing up. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's a good get for the NHL. Like, I was just assuming that they're going to have Gaslight Anthem uh, do this because the NHL is very good at getting, like, C-level celebrities. Mm-hmm. I figured it was going to be some country fucking this country act. Country, just because, really? yeah, because that's the NHL, that's what the NHL would do. Interesting. <clears throat> Interesting. You know who is a really good um, country artist? Is Lainey Wilson? Never heard of her. I don't know any of her music. Oh, no. she the one with the nice butt? Correct. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I know you're talking about that. Correct. That was why she was on a Theo Vaughn's podcast, and that that guy was just in love with her. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I have just been consuming podcasts the last couple of weeks. Whether it's Are You Garbage or um, Two Bears One Cave, Theo Vaughn, um, Bad Friends, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino going to see them in Atlantic City in a couple of weeks. That's the entertainment. I haven't even been, really been listening to music. Uh, just podcasts. I don't know. What else you got going on? Um, nothing. My wife and daughter are away for till tomorrow, so I ain't got shit to do. They went to a really exciting place. Mm, visiting family. Yeah. Uh, when are they coming back? Tomorrow. They went on a Thursday night to Friday vacation? No, they left at 12 o'clock. They got there by like 2 o'clock. Interesting. My daughter has basketball and all kinds of shit this weekend, so... Of course she does. You why know it, you, buddy. Why would you get some time off? Have you fully recovered from the great pasta sauce incident of 2023? Holy fucking Christ. Why don't you tell us about that? We got home from <clears throat> basketball at seven-ish. My daughter was hungry. My wife made her raviolis. She goes in the kitchen to get them. I guess she was putting cheese on the raviolis. Me and my wife were in the living room. And all we heard was something fall and her start crying hysterically. And my wife goes in and she goes, I'm going to need some backup. And my daughter dropped the bowl of raviolis off the counter and it landed on its side and sprayed sauce on every inch of my kitchen from the counters to my living room and dining room. The ceiling the walls, the butcher block, the cabinets, the refrigerator, 
even in the hallway, in the living room. I mean, fucking everywhere. Did you yell at her? Be honest. No, absolutely did not yell at her. Yeah, and I, I didn't think you would have because it's not really that big a deal. But I could just imagine as a kid when that happens, your first inclination is just well, looking she at She was the hysterically damage. crying. Yeah, and thinking, crying. I am in so much trouble. <laughs> no, yeah. It was not her fault. I, mean, I told her, it's an, it's an accident. Mistakes happen. It sucks yeah. that it happened it's... because it went fucking everywhere. But <laughs> she didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. It's kind of thing oh, you can look fucking... at. You can look back on and laugh at. I mean, but... we were laughing at the same time of being like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I literally <laughs> didn't know where to start. And then the dog's in there. She's eating the raviolis off the floor. I'm like, oh, fucking get out of here. <laughs> I'm looking at the ceiling, the fucking crown molding, but where the ceiling meets the, the wall is fucking sauce on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Now, uh, what are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, I don't know yet. I haven't thought about it, honestly. My wife's away. I'm just boring. I'll probably have, like peanut butter and jelly and go to sleep at like 8 o'clock because I don't know. Back when I could put away a boring. lot of food, dude. <sighs> Chinese like... food. Yeah, I, w- I would have been uh, three years ago. Even I would have, if if Jamie told me that she was going to her parents for the night or she was going something, I would immediately text like any number of my buddies. Where like most people would think, oh, what are you going to do? Like text your friends and see if they want to go to a bar or a strip club. No, I would be texting my friends <laughs> and saying, who wants to come over and try to set a record for the most expensive <laughs> Chinese food takeout order in the history of, of the restaurant. Um, I can't do that shit anymore. Now I'll throw like chicken fingers in the air fryer and just pass out early. Yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably literally end up having peanut butter and jelly and going to sleep at like nine o'clock. Oh, well I'm T minus an hour until pork chop time. So we're going to our, our favorite local restaurant, Adam's Tavern in Westfield. Well, I have to watch Infinity Pool, so I have to stay awake long enough. Oh, yes, please. T- it's not a long movie, uh, so not like three hours or anything. Just please text me your review because I want to talk about it. Um, and yeah, I think you'll like it. Eh, no, I'm going to take that back. I don't think you'll like it. I think it'll be entertaining enough for you to not be mad at me for suggesting it to you. How about I've- that? I like watching bad movies, so even if it's bad, I'll probably enjoy it. Well, it's got Alexander Skarsgård. Okay. He's, he's the main character. And that is the only person I could recognize. He's uh, dreamy. He is. He's tall, handsome. Um, check Infinity Pool. Who the hell else is in this movie? Mia Goth. 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 She's the main character. Other main character. Uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Cleopatra Coleman is in it. Uh, I don't know any of these other people. Let's see. Yeah, Cleopatra Coleman and Alexander Skarsgård are definitely the most famous people in that movie. Um, you'll know Cleopatra Coleman the second you see her. Um, is she the, oh, no, I was thinking of um, <clears throat> Mia Goth. Yeah, she's um, Cleopatra Coleman, Coleman's in Dope Sick, Last Man on Earth. Uh... Uh, wow, this cast is really poop. Yeah, it's nobody except, except for two or three cast, people in the beginning. Cast, it's real trash. I actually got hey, six out of ten on on. Uh, That's what I was gonna say. IMDb, That's a high so. score on IMTV. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it now. <clears throat> it's. I'm gonna spoil one thing for you. Don't. There is no infinity. I'm gonna literally go watch it right now. 
You're, there's no pool, though. That's the God thing. Damn it. The, the name of the movie makes no sense. But that doesn't spoil right. anything. All right. I'm going to go watch it now. You enjoy your pork chops. Oh, I'm gonna if you made it this shit. far again, thank you for listening. I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need help. I might like order two pork chops and, and one just press up against my face and like cuddle with it and then eat the other one. You're fucking weird. It's my favorite pork chop in the world. I like Uh, it. Well, I'm assuming we're not going to be on here again until next year. So everybody have a uh, healthy, safe New Year's. Don't do anything stupid. And uh, we'll talk to you, I guess, next year. If something crazy happens in any of these games Friday and Saturday, maybe we'll hop on. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with a guest. Maybe. Uh, I think so. We'll have a guest regardless. How's that? New year, new us. We're going to have a guest. That's a great idea. Thanks. Um, Also, maybe uh, hit you up with another... um, Offsides episode soon because I got some things I want to talk about that I we can't really talk about here. Okay. Um, keep them separated. All right. Well. Okay. Uh, have a lovely pork chop, and I'll see you pork chop. Bye.